Do you remember the first story that was so spellbinding that it drove you to break the rules and stay up all night? To keep reading, keep listening, keep playing? So good you forgot your life and lived there? So good that the moment it ended you asked yourself, what next? Welcome to the floor. Our goal is to take you back, take you deeper, to explore and understand more, and relive that childlike wonder. Join us as we dive deep into humanity's greatest stories, no matter how they are told, through books, movies, television, even games. One of us does an in-depth research on our topic. One of us is familiar with the topic. And one of us knows nothing. So the right questions will always be asked and will be addressed for anyone coming into the topic, regardless of how much you know. Enjoy another world another adventure, another spellbinding story. Join us on the floor. Welcome back to the Xenoverse. Today we'll be covering the Predator, or Whoa. the Yunta, or the Yuncha, or Yunta. Aaron, or you ha- Utah. <laughs> or Utah. It, it, it's kind of like you're saying Utah with an accent. Um, it, you know, the internet debates, right? How do you say this, uh name that they have for them so is this a, a creature feature or are we talking like at the beginning of the movie what, what is this so, so we're, we're going to talk about the movie and then we're going to talk about uh, uh the creature themselves also uh, technically isn't this like xenoverse with an asterisk <laughs> because this is technically predator. a new universe so we're, we're just going to do predator first uh and the next episode we'll talk about predator and alien uh merging together but before we get into all of it, I've got a couple corrections for us. Okay. Uh, in our second episode of the Xenoverse, we keep saying Dan O'Brien, and it's Dan O'Bannon. Okay. Um, so I apologize to everyone about that. Um, the other thing I wanted to catch us up on is uh, we were doing the creature feature on the Xenomorphs themselves. And you guys had asked me uh, how long a chest burster um, uh, is inside somebody before it bursts out. Um, so this is anywhere from, you know, like, uh, a couple hours to, uh, 24 hours, um, unless it's a queen, then, then you might have a couple days before, uh, this mm. bursts out of you. Um, but like, uh, there's even, uh, an instance where the face hugger hasn't even detached from its host before the chest burster bursts out. So it's pretty varied, but still, you know, you've got less than 24 hours. If you've got one of these in you from the time the face hugger latches on to you. Well, hmm. that's no fun. It's so much fun. No. <laughs> so we're getting into the Predator. The Predator. That's right. We're talking 1987. The movie Predator featuring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Duke. Um, Duke. That's right. And, and we don't see Duke again on screen, but he does pop up later on in uh, comic books. They continue this story there. Um, our director here is John McTiernan. John McTiernan. Uh, he did Die Hard, Rollerball, Ooh. Last Action Hero. So that's our, our main director here. And then we also have the writers, Jim and John Thomas. Now, their original script is called Hunters. You'll see callbacks to that uh, constantly throughout this uh, the Did Predator they just universe. Sit on the beach, just with an umbrella, just chilling. When they wrote this, they were just 
getting so, suntan and just chilling. This was the first uh, movie script that they wrote together. Uh, they're brothers and uh, huge success. They write this one. They also write Predator 2 and then go on to doing stuff with Aliens versus Predator as well. Now, these two guys, they'd sold the rights to Predator to Fox so that they could do Alien versus Predator. And with the recent purchase of Fox from uh, Marvel and Disney, they ended up taking uh, Disney to court saying like, hey, I don't think you have the rights to make this movie that's coming out, Prey, as well Mm -hmm. as a comic book that's coming from Marvel Predator. Wait, Marvel is doing Predator now? Yeah, yeah. So, so Marvel. Wild, this has been a wild trip. You know, Marvel owns everything, right? <laughs> no, it's no, Disney, Disney owns. owns everything. <laughs> Disney owns. Oh, yeah. Oh, Disney wait, owns Marvel. <laughs> Sorry, I heard Marvel and I just thought of Disney. <laughs> bad well, that's, that's fine. Bad. You can think Marvel. Wait, let me, let me be confused with Joe now that I know what we're talking about. Wait, so Marvel. Wait, Predator's in the Marvel universe now? Or at least uh, being produced by Marvel Comics doesn't mean it's right. in the universe. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, okay. But with our crossovers that Dark Horse did, you know, we they not only did Batman and well, I guess that's DC. So, but yeah, we we might see Predator and Aliens with Marvel characters. Yes, this might that happen feels, in the future. I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> I I wouldn't mind. Like we've already got the multiverse and everything. So anyways, Jim and John filed a case against Marvel uh, saying like, you know, you don't completely have the rights to just to be doing Predator um, because of the way this paperwork shakes out. And so that that went to settlement and they got paid out. So our movie doesn't get pushed back. It would have been, you know, held up in legal court as well as the comic book. So that's something recent that's happened with them. They settled. Right. All right. Now, our creature creator. When they're creating the creature, the predator, or the hunter, as it was first called, uh, they first start out with like this big bug suit with giant yellow eyes. Oh, um, and he kind of had like you know more of a, a carpace, but carapace. Uh, carapace, carpace. What would you call it, Joe? <laughs> carapace. 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 <laughs> but the suit wasn't working and everyone was like, "This isn't going to work." And and so they they contacted Stan. Winston. Stan Winston is a go-to special effects guy for people like James Cameron, Steven Spielberg, and Tim Burton. He had his own studio, his own team, and they presented this problem to him. And he's like, oh, okay, you need a new creature? We can do that. And they're like, and you got six weeks to do it. He's like, oh, we have to work double time. So they had to work real hard to get him all put together. The main inspiration for the current predator we have uh, was off of one of the producers wall had a painting of a Rastafarian warrior. And that's uh, where they, yeah. Immediately you see that be like, Oh yeah. Yeah. That's uh-huh. where they got it. Now, yeah. You, you can't see the picture anywhere though. I've looked. Yeah. I, I can't find this picture. And you can't even like believe that that's true. Cause everyone's like, yeah, this is what I saw. And that's what I think of. It's like, well, can you show us what mm-hmm. you saw? No, but I didn't yeah. see it. In the Rastafarian religion, you know, the dreadlocks, uh, they don't like combs or anything like that uh, as part of their religion. And dreadlocks show your wisdom and your dedication to that spiritual belief. Um, and, and so that's kind of where we get the tentacles on the predator's head. 
And then uh, as far as the mandibles come, that came from James Cameron was talking to Stan Winston on an airplane one time. He suggested, you know, he's like, I'd like to see a monster with mandibles. And that's that. So, and it's done. <laughs> and so eventually we, we get our predator that we have today. Yeah. And I feel like just, just like the alien, part of the success is that creature. You know, because I think if they'd had him in that big bug suit, I don't think we'd get the franchise. But, you know, the the tentacles uh, as he moves, right? You see those things. It's a very cool look. Like, as much as he is a monster, he he feels less monstrous and more just like a hunter, right? This mm-hmm. is, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, a, like a terrifying but intelligent being. Yeah. Kind of like, like a sphinx. Yeah, or, or something mm-hmm. like that on that like, caliber, or a manticore, manticore, yeah. exactly something yeah. terrifying. Yeah, you feel yeah, you feel less like you're fighting a monster and more like this is just a creature from a different planet. It is intelligent, it has technology, no, it is no, no, capable. No, 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 no. When we compare it to a manticore or a sphinx, it's like this is something that is greater in power yes. and in intellect in everything. Yes. That, mm-hmm. That's why Abilities. it's so cool and scary, and that's why it has its franchise because yeah. it's just. Something else. And I agree with you. If it was just a bug, it would have been more or less just like alien, which is cool in its own way, but we already have yeah. alien. Part of the inspiration for the script that they wrote was um after Rocky Four big success. This is a, a twenty-eight dollar twenty-eight million dollar movie that got uh sold uh over three hundred million. So it was this huge success. And I remember uh, growing up, my friend's mom trying to tell me the impact that Rocky Four had. She was in Mexico and she couldn't really uh, read Spanish quite yet. Uh, and Rocky Four came out and she was like, oh, it's just going to be subtitles. The movie will be English. I'll just go watch the movie. Once the movie starts getting real exciting and he's in the ring against the Russian, the entire theater is chanting, Rocky Rocky, <laughs> Rocky. She can hear nothing. They're reading the subtitles <laughs> and chanting. <laughs> so she didn't get any of the dialogue. Dialogue, the yeah, because she couldn't read the Spanish. Wow. Because they are just rocking the entire theater like this. Like Rocky Four blew everyone's mind. Everyone was 100% Rocky. People were throwing fists in the air constantly, you know. Wow. It's like, an inspirational movie. It is. It is. It's a great movie. It is classic. Anyway, so they they thought to themselves, how how do we beat Rocky Four? What what could he do that that tops this? And they're like, oh, he fights an extraterrestrial. This is how you top Rocky Four. And so that was like the birth of it. I think they leaned more into Rambo, but that was still Stallone. Yeah, you know. But uh, yeah, but, definitely more of a Rambo vibe coming off a of Predator. Uh, but but Rocky Four, they they claim is their inspiration for Predator. Hmm. I mean, I, I don't want to compare the two because they're different. I'm just glad that I got one from the other because they're both awesome. Mm-hmm. The man in the suit, the Predator suit, is Kevin Peter Hall. Uh, he also played Harry from Harry and the Hendersons. What is that, dude? <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, Kevin. So, so the Predator and the Sasquatch, same guy. I thought I saw a resemblance. All right, let's take a break here. What are we talking about when we get back? We're gonna we're gonna cover the creature that is the Predator. All right, sounds great. 
Okay, so we have been mentioning at the end of our episodes recently about the treasure room, how, as Aaron likes to describe it, in the floor we go deep into things, but in the treasure room we kind of go wide. And we wanted to give people who have never been in the treasure room uh, a little bit of a sample. So going forward, we'll probably be uh, putting in little bits and pieces here. So here is a small clip uh, from the treasure room. We hope you enjoy it and are interested in uh, learning more in there. So there's a moment, I think it's the 16 and 1700s. No, no, it's the late 1400s and the early 1500s. So this is under the reign of Queen Elizabeth of England and kind of stepping forward. And so what happens is the printing press is getting bigger and more and more things are being printed. Among them, they're artist renditions of people. So Queen Elizabeth is kind of the last ruler who gets away with this. And that is that they, the rulers and monarchs and religious leaders across Europe, oftentimes people in these really high positions would try to dress in almost otherworldly appearance, right? So that when you met the Queen of England for the first time, it didn't feel like you were meeting another human being, that there was something beyond. All right, we're back. And to recap briefly, uh, we've been talking about the Predator, Jim and John Thompson, who who thought of him, who conceived him, and the inspiration behind Rocky, and you know, for Rocky Four and the transition from from that to the Predator, and they also talked about we actually talked about Rastafarian warrior painting, which is what they got the design from. So we've got all this different designs and cultural things that we've they've taken from to build this wonderful wonderful movie if you haven't seen it watch it it's very good definitely and now we're going to be talking about the the predator itself and the physiology mm-hmm. let's let's get into what a predator is and why it's important to get to the chopper so the yunta is what i'm gonna land on because i'm gonna go for the j as an h on this one they're seven feet or taller. Uh, they're kind of reptilian with uh, some quills on them. R- original drawings of them, uh, the uh, the tentacles coming from the head were going to be more like quills shooting off the back of them. But they went for more the of porcupines? a porcupine. Uh-huh. Kind of a, a reptilian porcupine. But uh, you, you'll still see they have like quills where like uh, we might have like uh, chest hair and, and things like that. Um, Whoa. Would but, not want to cuddle with one of those. No, these are not cuddly animals. Uh, neither are the xenomorphs. You know, <laughs> <laughs> xenomorphs. You could probably argue, but just, kidding. <laughs> just don't prick them. So, uh, because they're reptilian, they are kind of cold blooded, and that uh, that loose netting you see on them that that's actually a, a temperature and humidifier uh, for their bodies. That's that's a, a suit. That, loose uh, netting. Like, yeah, they wear like really open netting as like clothing on them. Oh, oh yeah, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah. So that is uncomfortably warm for people, uh, humans to wear. Uh, oh, so, so they're they're cold blooded, but they actually like a temperature warmer than we do. Uh huh. Uh huh. Interesting. Yeah. That's an interesting combination. Um, they do give live birth. 
They don't lay eggs like some reptiles do. What's the? How long does it take for them to reach adulthood? Uh, that's around fifty or sixty years old. Really? So they spend a lot of time training, I'd imagine, as they uh-huh. grow up. Uh-huh. And and part of this is uh, in in their culture, you're you're one of two things: you're either blooded or unblooded. So and and is that like the tears? Uh, there, there are tears once you become blooded, but blooded basically means you killed a xenomorph and you took some of its blood and you mark your forehead and, and that acid, shows yeah. that you are blooded. And so this is... Uh, Humans uh, don't count. You got to kill a xeno. Yep. Yeah. That's, you got to melt your head a little bit with that Human acid. blood on there just doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. 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 They have super strength. Uh, you can see them breaking metal guns with their bare hands, punching through concrete. Uh, they can jump up to three times their height. They can land 10 times their height. So that'd be like a six foot man falling 60 feet and landing on his feet just fine. They have the bioluminescent green blood. Uh, and this has life-giving properties. Um, and this is part of their long lifespan. They can live over a thousand years um you know so when you say it has life-giving properties like the blood is like yeah a superfood on its own Uh uh uh-huh uh-huh there's like if i didn't have any food i could just subsist off of predator blood uh it's not so much food it's more like uh if you had let's say cancer or you were about to die or something that blood would cure you. I wonder if it like is like super steroids too. If you mix it in with some D ball, what if it <laughs> some positive effects? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm betting. I haven't gotten too much into what the blood has been used for, but uh, I do know that has a few. Well, I know what our question is going to be. But it also neutralizes the acidity of xenomorph blood, which is uh, why they can they can just scarify themselves with it without risking throwing off the pH of your own blood system and you know dying. Yeah. So it's it's powerful blood. It's like a neutralizer almost. Yeah. Among, yeah. Among so so what you're saying is when we fight the aliens, we need to be like somebody's got to have like a giant like super soaker filled with predator blood. Just, yeah just uh-huh. hose them down with it well i we're, just I, I, and, and we're getting off topic because this is the conversation i want to have it's true in, this is a treasure room conversation. in our treasure room but but this is all i'm going to say i would want to create super soldiers from that blood <laughs> anyways yeah. continue yeah. eli <laughs> um they're big into trophies you know they call them predators but they're more trophy hunters uh, and this is their their whole culture. So they'll have these walls of trophies of of the kills that they have, and that's their social status. So becoming blooded would be your first step, and then they like to collect the skulls of things they've hunted, um, and and mount them on a wall and show them off to the other predators. And if you have a more impressive wall, you are superior to the other predator, or Yunta, or. Hishkuten, that was another one. Right, Hishkuten. Uh, we didn't talk about that earlier, but apparently Hishkuten, like according to their tongue, means taker of lands. Taker of lands. Yeah, so that's what they do. So as far as like a tier system of how you become a more superior and superior yunta is uh, first you become blooded, and then you get a xenomorph skull. 
then you get a Xeno Queen Skull. And then after that, if you can gather three Xenomorph Queen Skulls, uh, then you're in the top tier elite. Uh, and then you can go on to collecting an Empress Skull, which is the ones who kind of help monitor a group of queens to right. unify. Okay, so lives. I have a question there. So what is it doing hunting humans? That is part of their training program. The ones that are hunting <laughs> are those adolescents. It's <laughs> so funny. They're not even here to really hunt us. Be like, you just gotta learn before you fight things that could really hurt you. So, so, so this is so, so like you know when you hand a kid a blade and you want to teach him how to whittle so you can piece like a stick. I imagine these 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 predators were just given this armor. It's like so, if you want to go learn how to use it, just go hunt these little creatures they're they're kind of gonna fight back but it's not really gonna be in trouble so just go have some fun uh shoot the weapon scout camp everybody gets a hatchet go bring back some wood yeah exactly (laughs) same thing go scout camp everybody go kill some humans right so this is part of their 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 program of of your training your unblooded warriors your youngins and and you have them fight humans or other races what what they do is they have these different hunting grounds right and earth is one of them before you're ready to fight Xenos, fight a human before he's infested by a Xeno. Make sure you can do that. And they're not just hunting random humans down. They're, fi- they're finding elite warriors who are in combat ready for battle. If so you that's are- why it's that platoon of commandos that it's hunting. It didn't, you know, it didn't show up in the city with civvies. Be like, no, no, you're not. that doesn't train you at all. You got to well, fight. In Predator 2, he shows up in the city, but it's a war zone. Oh. Uh, yeah, this... they're like, we want you fighting humans who are prepared for combat. Mm-hmm. He wants you armed, ready for combat. And he says, now you are my prey, right. and yeah, I will but, come and fight you. Th- but let's let's just be clear. He's kind of a dick because they didn't know that he's hunting them, right? He kind of has an obscene advantage. Like, if if you're a bunch of guys with guns and you're a trained military squad, but I got camo and you can't sense me and you don't have any like stuff to use X. I got advanced technology. Good job. Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> what a great hunter you are. Well, Just so go grab a drone next time. If you're using ranged weapons, he's going to use ranged weapons against you. If you're using melee weapons, he's going to use melee weapons against you. If you're hand-to-hand, he's going to go hand-to-hand with you. And if you don't have an invisibility cloak, he's going to have one because F you. <laughs> right. And and he's going to have the, the the visor, the the bio see, helmet yeah. where you can see in several different spectrums. It's like playing against someone else, like when they're admin on a game. It's like, yeah, I'll play against <laughs> you, but I'm giving myself double health. Like, That's not equal equal, though. Like, he's like, yeah, no, he'll, he'll fight you semi-equal. Eli, that's not equal, though. <laughs> um, like, like, if he ties his hands together and still wins, then he's a predator. Uh, but if you're non-combative, he leaves you alone. Uh, if you're pregnant, he's going to leave you alone. That's also out of there. Uh, Can you imagine grabbing a knife to just, like, do something, and he's like, oh, oh, he's got a melee weapon. Oh, oh, it's <laughs> <just> <laughs> <pull>. freaking dinner. <laughs> Pulls out his six-foot or three-foot 
arm blades. He's Three like, blades, you have a yeah. knife. Uh, <laughs> like, now it's fair. It's fair fight yeah. now. Be like, no, no, it's not fair. He's yeah, like, this he's like is his... a butter knife. It's not the same thing. <laughs> his honor rules are like honorable to him, but like <laughs> yeah. looking at it from a human point of view, you're like, well, not really. Pick up a summer sausage. Be like, we're fighting with food. Come on. <laughs> Food fight. Except <laughs> a whole cow and just throws it at you. <laughs> uh, anyway, so all right. Do you have anything to cover before we introduce our uh, treasure room question? Um. So we have four Predator movies, and we have our fifth one coming out, which is going to be the prequel, Prey. Um, and uh, we'll be excited to see that. And then we also have a comic coming out as well. Walk, walk me through the four movies in order. Predator, All right. Predator 2. Take it from here, Eli. Predators. The Predators. So is The Predators take place after uh-huh. Predator? Yep. Yeah. So goes Predator, Predator 2, Predators, The Predators. Okay. Not to make it confusing and at all. Predators, what year did that one come out? 2018. And then pre- The Predators, oh, oh, when did that come out? The Predators, I think it's 2016. I thought it was 2010 or something. But it takes place. But, but so, And then Prey, of course, is coming out in August. That's why I was confused. Predators is 2010. The Predators is 2018. Okay. And then there's also Aliens versus Predator and Aliens versus Predator Requiem. Got it. Got it. Requiem. All right. All right. Let's hit this treasure room question. Wait, are we doing another episode real quick? Like, just want to know that. Uh-huh. We're doing another. Okay. We're doing a follow-up episode. What is it going to be on? Uh, we are going to talk about the merging of Aliens and Predator. Got it. Sweet. I'm excited. I like both of these things. For our treasure room question, if you could make a monster out of a religious character, what religion or character would that be? And what monster powers would you give them? Wait, religious character? What do you mean religious character? So they base the predator off of a Rastafarian warrior. Rastafari is a religion. And they made a monster out of him and gave him all these powers. So if you could pick one, if you have a character or specific religion in mind, which one would you pick and what powers would you give them? Okay. Okay. All right. Well, we'll talk about that in the treasure room. Uh, So if you want to hear that discussion, uh, join us there. If you enjoyed this episode and want more on the topic, we record a special treasure room for our patrons after every episode. In the regular episode, we go deep. In the treasure room, we go wide. To enjoy the bonus content, sign up at the fluorite level or higher. There is a treasure room for every episode from August 2021 and on. That's double the content. Two episodes a week instead of one. Go to www.patreon.com backslash floor fantasy and lore. That's floor spelled F-L-O-R-E. Select the fluorite tier or higher. Immediately after each episode is released, the Treasure Room will post the bonus audio on Patreon. They are identified by the tag Treasure Room After and the title of the episode. You can also do a search for the keywords Treasure Room and find all the content you've been missing. Thanks for listening. Leave us a review. Tell us why you like listening to us. Is it our 
awesome deep dives? Is it our amazing back and forth? Is it our charming good looks? What would you like us to add or change? You can put that in the review as well. We read reviews. Yeah, and if you're going to be leaving us a review telling us what you like about it, maybe you even want to share the content with your friends. Uh, like and share on social media. You can join us on Twitter and Facebook. We post memes. And we actually started a Discord, so come play with us. So uh, a lot of the worlds we cover have a retcon. Uh, if you're not familiar with that term, it's reconstruction. Or sometimes we might uh, use a bad source for some of our lore research. And if that happens, uh, feel free to email us at floorfantasyandlore at gmail.com. That is floor spelled F-L-O-R-E, fantasyandlore at gmail.com. And if you're angry enough, we'll read it on the air. (laughs) Yes, we will. Also, the treasure room is now available. We have locked a few secrets for everything we cover in there. And each week... We add more. And uh, you can find the treasure room on patreon.com backslash floor fantasy and lore. And how do you spell that, Aaron? That's lore with an F at the beginning. So it sounds like floor, but it's not the floor you're thinking because it's our floor. And, uh, we hope you enjoyed your time on the floor. Uh, think about your favorite part of the episode. Now think about your nerdiest friend. Who is it? What is their name? They want to know about the floor. Stop holding out on them. Go and tell them about your favorite part. Because all of this is more fun together.